CrowdStrike, the popular cybersecurity company, reported earnings yesterday, and it does seem like investors are excited. As the stock price, as I am recording, is up roughly 2.2%, sitting at roughly $127 at moment so in today's episode i want to do the following first i want to take a closer look at some of the highlights from this earnings and second i want to say more importantly take a closer look at the q a session and the earnings call and kind of break down some of the information from there so let's get started all right so before we take a closer look at some of the highlights i know some of the viewers want to look at uh, some ratios when looking at some of these companies we can see CrowdStrike price to sales ratios roughly 14.55 it's not the cheapest it's ever been, but it's definitely one of the cheapest it's been in the past three years. Uh, it's around the low end right now, and we can see price to sales ratio forward is roughly 10%. I, I mean, I want to say CrowdStrike definitely has is a huge growth company, and like we're going to see those growth values. And I understand why certain investors might be kind of pricing these at these valuations. But let's take a closer look at some of those highlights. So first, they did mention that they had a record net new annual reoccurring revenue of 222 million this quarter they did end the their their total ending annual reoccurring revenue grew 48 percent year over year to reach 2.56 billion dollars they also had record cash flow from operations of 273 million and record free cash flow of 209 million so we can see a lot of records being broken here now if we take a closer look this company does have cash and cash equivalents and short-term investments of roughly 2.7 billion and if we take a closer look at this company's long-term debt is not that scary either their balance sheet in my opinion is pretty pretty impressive we can see long-term debt is roughly 740 million so they have plenty of cash in short-term investments to be able to pay this off one thing you might notice is hey they do have a nice amount of total liabilities roughly 3.5 but out of that 3.5 i want to say most of it comes from deferred revenue non-current and current deferred revenue current is roughly 1.7 billion deferred non-current is roughly 600 million so that's roughly 2.3 billion dollars out of that 3.5 billion dollars in total liabilities comes from from deferred revenue so in my opinion this company has a very very healthy balance sheet taking a closer look they did mention that they added 1873 net new subscription customers in the quarter for a total of 23,000 subscriber customers and that is representing a 41 percent year over year growth they also kind of mentioned strong growth in module adoption i'm going to take a closer look at that they mentioned a little bit more on that in their earnings call so we'll wait off from there um, they did announce a few strategic wins one with dell technologies which they announced earlier this week week not only that they also i, I want to see crowdstrike is definitely a leader in the space and they are proud of it they received numerous kind of awards and recognitions so they are kind of showcasing to investors that hey we are the leaders in certain markets here in the cybersecurity and other companies out there see us as that as well so we just want to let that be known two other highlights before we jump into their earnings call first they mentioned that the former sentinel one executive daniel bernard and raj rajamani entered crowdstrike and i think that's very important important right because CrowdStrike is both these players are big in the cybersecurity company so for them to kind of be poaching or seeing transfer over from one of their competitors in my opinion it shows that hey CrowdStrike might have some greatness in there even though this is a very very competitive landscape finally they do mention that hey Glassdoor 
ranked them number 15th for best places to work in 2023. And that's very important because in the cybersecurity market right now, labor is still very tight, right? It's it, CrowdStrike is one of the few companies that are still hiring. And the main reason is because uh, the, the overall supply of cybersecurity personnel is still pretty low compared to the demand that they need. Before we go any further, I want to thank you for watching and I need your help to reach my goal of 30,000 subscribers by the end of the year. So if you can do me a favor, hit that subscribe button and thumbs up. Also, if you want some fantastic insight into the semiconductor industry, join my other channel, Semiconductor Investing and More, where I use my electrical engineering background to break down the semiconductor market. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video and check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for their subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. All right. So next, I want to take a closer look at the transcript for their earnings. And we can see here, you can find it on Motley Fool. I highlight some of the great information that I found here. First, management mentions that they remain steadfast in their vision to grow ending annual recurring revenue of $5 billion by the end of fiscal year of 2026. For those that are not familiar, this, this fourth quarter was the end of their fiscal year of 2023. So 2024 is just starting. So we can see that, hey, in two years, they do believe they can increase their annual recurring revenue by almost 100% because they ended this year with roughly $2.56 billion. So overall, this is showcasing how much of a growth story this company really is. Another thing that management mentioned is that while the use of AI has become a new topic of the day, CrowdStrike is a pioneer in applying AI in cybersecurity. So they just want to say they've been ahead of the curve. Nothing crazy here, but just want to remind investors that, hey, CrowdStrike does most of their cybersecurity solutions through their AI engine and platform. So Bert, their CFO, mentioned a lot of great information that I believe was not shared too much in their highlights. They did kind of hit it a little bit. But first, they do mention that now they have over 400 subscription customers with ending annual recurring revenue of over $1 million and the average of 10 modules each. I think that's pretty impressive and just kind of shows the strength of their products. Overall, in quarter four, they landed record number of net new customers like we saw. And they it, they mentioned it's fueled by growth in enterprise enterprise, not enterprise, non-enterprise, and public sector accounts. So they're seeing growth all around. The other thing that they mentioned is they continue to have strong dollar-based net retention rate of above, above 120%, which is their benchmark, right? They ended quarter four at 125.3, which is higher than last year. And, and now they have a much bigger customer base. Next, I want to take a closer look at subscription customers with five or more, six or more, and seven or more modules. And they mentioned they grew 52, 62, and 75% year over year, respectively. So their customers that are adopting more modules continue to continue to grow. Now, roughly 62% of subscription customers have five or more modules, 39 have six or more, and 22 have seven or more. And we can see that seven or more grew 75% year over year. And I do believe that's going to continue to increase. Uh, for those that are very big investors of 
CrowdStrike. They do mention that on April 4th, they will be holding their investor webinar. And this is when they usually go on an annual deep dive of their customer cohorts um, and explain a little bit more of their solution. So if you are an investor of CrowdStrike, make sure to check out and write it on your calendar on April 4th. If not, stay tuned on this app channel where I will probably be doing a video on their investor presentation. They did also mention a bit about their outlooks. They did mention looking into quarter one, they expect subscription gross margins to increase by up to one percentage point quarter over quarter driven by cost optimization. They also mentioned that in their fiscal year of 2023, which was pretty much calendar year of 2022, they took advantage of opportunities they saw in the labor market and expanded the team by 46% over last year. Like I mentioned, right, the kind of cybersecurity market is still very tight. There's a lot more demand than there is supply, so they were able to grow. They did mention that for fiscal year of 2024 or calendar year of 2023, they are going to still increase their hires but they're going to do it a little bit more moderately compared to tw- um, compared to previous last year not only that they also delivered a record quarter four and have a record quarter one pipeline uh, so this company is showcasing how they are a strong leader in my opinion i'm very surprised that the stock price has only gone up two percent after the reports but we can see year to date the stock actually i'm surprised year to date the stock is up 23.68 percent um, I, I would have expected this to be a lot higher. I do believe CrowdStrike is showing how strong of a leader they are in this space. I am a CrowdStrike investor, and this kind of reiterates and gives me the opportunity, in my opinion, to remind me that, hey, dollar cost average into this company every so often because they remind they are still a strong player here. Talking about the outlook for total revenue of quarter one, they expect $675 million in revenue to $678 million. And I do believe that represents roughly a 38 to 39 year over year growth rate. For the full year, they expect somewhere between $2.95 billion to $3.01 billion as well. So that represents roughly a 32 to 35 percent year over year for the full year of fiscal year of 2024. So again, we see that this is a growth monster and they are not stopping anytime soon. All right. So now let's take a closer look at the Q&A session. I want to say there's a lot of great information here for CrowdStrike investors. One of the questions was, hey, they're curious to talk about the general competitive environment of cybersecurity. More important with the with Microsoft, right? Microsoft is definitely a competitive player in this space and how that might be impacting the industry pricing and we can see the co-founder and ceo pretty much says hey our average selling price has remained consistent so we're not seeing too much pricing pressure at the moment the second thing they mentioned in form of modern and endpoint security market share based on itc they're currently only have 17.7 percent of the market share and they are the leader and they gained 3.8 percentage point, which is more share gain than any other vendor, including outpacing Microsoft. I want to say during this earnings call, management was not afraid to say that, hey, our products are way better than Microsoft. They even gave some examples of certain customers relying on Microsoft's antivirus solutions and regretting it and then pushing over here to CrowdStrike and CrowdStrike winning multi-million dollar deals, right? So it just showcases that this company is not worried about competition, even big tech like Microsoft. I want to say throughout this Q&A session, they really 
mentioned Microsoft as competitive as a competitor and really showcased that, hey, they're not worried too much in certain aspects. The second question came from an analyst that wanted to learn a little bit more about the small to medium businesses and wondering if CrowdStrike management can go a little bit more in detail here to what can drive business here when this is a market that might be seeing some form of sluggishness out of other vendors. So first, they mentioned that the first thing that they did is hire Daniel Bernard, who came from Sentinel One, and he's now the chief business officer and will be focusing on things like small to medium business market. The second thing they mentioned is they did grab a partnership with Dell, which they are excited about as they are an exclusive partner for Endpoint Peace in their market. Third, they do have Falcon Go, which is a very lightweight bundle that is perfect for the small to medium business market. For those not familiar with CrowdStrike Falcon Go, we can see annual pricing of $300 and the price includes the minimum of five devices required already. Uh, so this is definitely a great opportunity for the small to medium business market and they do have solutions there. Next, they did mention that they updated their e-commerce engine to make it more frictionless to acquire customers and they are already seeing great adoption in those markets they did those engine updates in early january of this year and they're already seeing great results from that finally they ended up saying hey we're still in early endings of the small to medium business journey and they believe the growth can continue from here next we have a question kind of asking management hey what are some of the emerging products that you have that you believe will be a huge impact in 2020 in fiscal 2024 and why so management says the following first they believe identity is a huge market and this is one that they continue to grow and work versus their competitors including the likes of microsoft again i mentioned that CrowdStrike is not worried or not scared to talk about the big tech and their competitors. And then the second one they believe is LogScale. It's been one of their fastest growing sort of early adopter modules that they got post acquisition. So these are the two emerging products that they believe can drive a nice amount of impact for their fiscal year of 2024. They also mentioned that the great thing with these emerging products is it grabs new users and those then those new users can kind of go in that pinwheel effect that you start off with one product but eventually end up growing into other modules. Next, we had a really tough question, and I really like that this tough question came in. So the analyst was like, congratulations, you did beat revenue and, and some of the top line numbers, but gross margins was down, and EBIT was also kind of not above much, much above expectations. So what's going on? What is, is pricing? Even though you're talking that, hey, pricing power is not a problem here, why is gross margins down and why are certain metrics not outbeating expectations? And the CFO kind of came out and said there are a few things that are impacting gross margins in the short term, um, which they believe will pay dividends in the long term. One is the continuing to invest in their data centers. Obviously, I think that's a great move for them. Uh, so props to that. And second, they did have an acquisition of Humio, which has not been fully synchronized. So when that does happen, they know that it will take some pressure off cost of goods sold and increase those gross margins. But they also mentioned that in quarter one, they do expect gross margins to probably be up about one percentage point. I'm happy that tough kind of tough questions came in and kind of ex 
gave it made management explain to us a little bit more of some of their gross margin impacts the next question kind of talks a little bit about the overall macro environment and this kind of budgeting market that we're seeing so the cfo pretty much mentions that hey right now deals are taking longer to close this quarter and they did see that and they do anticipate to see these kind of headwinds continue throughout next year so they're not hiding it and the great thing is this is already kind of added into their guidance so in my opinion if they're being a little bit conservative they could definitely be guidance a lot better especially the macroeconomic headwinds start to cool off the final question was an analyst that mentioned that hey a lot of other SaaS companies out there are announcing buyback programs are you guys thinking of doing that and management mentioned that hey at the moment no but this is more of a quarter by quarter decision and something that they will look into in the future personally i'm not investing in crowdstrike for them to kind of buy back shares i don't think they're diluting too too many shares we can see quarter one 241 million by the end of full year of 2020 uh, by the end of the upcoming year they expect 243 million obviously we are seeing shares being diluted but i don't think it's as bad as some of these other players out there the other thing is this company is profitable very very healthy balance sheet so and huge huge growth at the moment so it allows me to kind of oversee a little bit of this yellow flag so let me know what you guys thought about the earnings take care have a good day and see you next time